everyone, and welcome to Another Bite, where we rewatch the most innovative and intriguing pitches from Shark Tank. I'm Jory, and I'm joined by Ariel. How's it going? And John. Hey, everybody. Some things just go together, like peanut butter and jelly, cookies and milk, like dip to dip to dip doo op dee dooby doop Will these founders find another golden duo? It's strictly need to know. But first, what goes great with our listeners? Our ads, of course. So on today's episode, we have Pie Wine, pie which wine. is brought to us by Kevin Klein and Joshua Green. They are coming into the tank asking for $200,000 for 7.5% equity within their company, which shakes out to a $2.6 million valuation. So what is Pie Wine? John, what was the first thing that came to mind when you thought of Pie Wine? What is it actually or what came to mind when I heard Pie what Wine? What came to mind when you heard Pie Wine? When I heard Pie Wine, I thought cheap basic red wine in a bottle. Mm. That's what I yes. thought pie wine was going to be. What did you think pie wine was going to be? Well, being the certified wine snob, I also have a similar take on it. Just the thought of pie and wine, I just have like squeezed out pie, like <laughs> just like something that's not really as appetizing. But pie wine is a sweet, sparkling can table wine that goes great with every pizza slice. So the problem that they're trying to solve for is really that some things in life just go better together. And pizza and wine are one of those things. It's essentially canned wine. It has very bright neon 1950s-esque graffiti-style edginess to the packaging itself. Yeah. I'm curious to kind of know like what your initial thoughts are, especially because they're marketing an occasion-based kind of product. Yeah, I was very confused, very confused. Mm. To your point, Ariel, and maybe you were just setting me up for this by asking what I thought pie wine was versus what I saw it was. Yes. <laughs> but I thought it would be like, yeah, like I can envision the packaging. It was in a bottle. It was very basic. They didn't waste yeah. any money on the packaging because it was cheap because you were drinking it with a pizza. <laughs> and instead, we got this can of sweet bubbly wine, almost like a malt beverage kind of thing. Yeah. And it kind of looked like an energy drink. It looked more like a monster energy drink than exactly. wine. I was like, oh, okay. And then when they explained it, they were like, oh, well, it turns out the best thing to pair with pizza is a Lombrusco mm. wine. And so, like, the level of disconnect in my head from, like, oh, basic flat table wine to energy drink malt beverage mm. to Lombrusco sophisticated sparkling wine, it was very confusing. And I think those tensions, like, I had a really hard time wrapping my head around them. It feels like it's very misbranded, and it feels mm -hmm. like it's going to be very difficult for them to actually get market share in a really competitive category. When you think of pizza, what usually do you pair that with? Beer. Yeah, exactly. Love so, a like, beer there's a also pizza. a little bit of, yeah, of, like, educating consumers that, like, oh, this is the new option, essentially, the new replacement for having beer with your pizza. It also comes in a packaging that looks a little bit like an energy drink, but it's not. So there's, like, a lot of, like, obstacles getting the consumers on shelf to actually try this. Especially because they're never going to have the budget to, like, really educate consumers. It needs to mm -hmm. just, like, someone has to be at a pizza shop, bring in their pizza to bring it home and see in the cooler pie wine and be like, I'll try one of those. Like, why not? So like, to your point, like it can't be confusing. It's got to just be very on the nose packaging. Let's talk about this category though, right? Because we've covered Gia, which is a non-alcoholic drink in a past episode. And the growing trends are towards sober, curious, younger buyers. As we think about this product entering the market in 2023, I think there's also going to be a lot of challenges within the category. Yeah. They're definitely trying to disrupt it, but not in a very cohesive way. I did a little research on the alcohol category. Mm -hmm. It is growing still, <laughs> which really surprised me. I thought it would be a category in decline. That is not 
not the case. Hmm. I blame White Claw yeah. and seltzers. <laughs> the subcategory within it that's growing the fastest is actually these flavored sparkling wines. So mm-hmm. they are actually like in the fastest growing segment hmm. of a still growing category, but still like it just doesn't feel like it's a particularly future-proof place to invest. Yeah, I think Candace mentions that too. It's just a very oversaturated market right now. Yeah. I was impressed that they already had some distribution. My take, if I were them, given the nature of alcohol distribution, which is incredibly fragmented, you basically have these distributor networks that are very regionally based. And if I were them, I would just try and own a couple of markets. And I would really focus on getting amazing product market fit in Los Angeles, where they're from, or some, you know, Mm -hmm. in the OC. I don't know. But go somewhere nearby and say, like, this is where we're going to win. And I think they just need to make their value prop as clear as possible. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to play a quick game for a second, though. Like pairing Lambrusco wine to pizza, I want you both to start a niche alcohol and food pairing business. What are you pairing and what is it called? I'll tell you mine first so you can have some time to Okay, think you tell about me it. yours because I was thinking about this. We were joking about this. Mine's going to blow your socks off, okay? Okay. So I would come up with a taco and margarita, like pre-mixed margarita mix, which like no one drinks, so <laughs> at least that I know of. And I would call it Nacho Mama's Margarita. Oh, wow, Ariel. That is like, that is a superb pun. Yes. Thank you. Okay, here's mine. See if you like it. Yeah. It's called Poulette Roulette. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> no, listen. Is this going to take me to the bathroom afterwards? <laughs> no, here's the pitch. Okay. When I was in college, <laughs> the go-to late night food was actually chicken wings. Staple. Everybody did wings delivery and that was kind of the thing that everybody got late at night. So this is a late mm-hmm. night companion to chicken wings. It's called Poulette Roulette. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. it assumes that everybody that is planning to participate has been drinking heavily, which is why you have decided to spend your last remaining dollars on your meal plan to order wings. And so this six pack of Poulette Roulette of the six drinks included in it, only one of them is alcoholic. That would go and on the, the other five are actually like an electrolyte based recovery drink. And so <gasps> one of you is headed for a hangover and the other five are going to recover. So Poulette Roulette, you get your chicken wings, you get your six pack, you see who ends up getting the hangover. There is some utility there, but I wonder from a sales perspective. You know, I think it's gamified. Everybody <laughs> would like that, you know? Yeah. That's my pitch. That is a cute idea for lack of a better would you word invest? to describe it. I would. Oh my gosh, yes. Roulette roulette. <laughs> I would see their poulette roulette or poulet roulette. Oh. I don't know which. That's only if it's a wine and you're trying to be elevated, but. Yeah. Ugh, love that. And honestly, I think you do great in numbers. However, getting back to pie wine and their numbers, this is a new product. Like two weeks? Yeah, very early like, we launched on. two weeks ago. <laughs> it's like, oh. Right. They're projecting 1.5 million in their first six months, retailing for five to 5.50 a can, costing them around $1.50 to make. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like from a pricing perspective, they're primed. Distribution, I think, John, to your point, like having a more localized proof of concept absolutely makes sense. That was the one point for me that they mentioned. They're like, we're in eight states, but it's like, what's the number of stores you're in? What's that actual saturation in market? That's the thing. Exactly. Right. I mean, the thing, if I were them, that I actually would have done is I probably would have gone to Dave Portnoy at Barstool Sports, who just ran one of the biggest pizza events (gasps) in the history of the country. He just ran this huge pizza event where he tasted all these pizzas and everyone could come and taste all these pizzas. And I probably would have gone to him. And if he liked it, I would have just offered him a big equity stake. And I would have probably made him a partner in the company because you need someone who's Mm. already associated with pizza in some way to actually push this product. 
Yeah. Especially if you're trying to associate your product with an existing well-beloved product like pizza. That was also my other thought too, is is retail the best route for them to go in? Should they partner with like a big pizza chain to try and have it be a chain owned or like a franchised owned like brand as opposed to going straight to consumer? I don't know what alcohol delivery laws are like these days, Mm. but that would actually be the way to do it, right? And maybe we need to solve that problem if we're going to bring poulet roulet to market as well, because I'd want the poulet roulets to be delivered (laughs) with the wings. (laughs) Well, with our poulet roulette and pie wine, let's just say there are no offers from the sharks. Womp womp. Pie wine goes home without an offer. Uh, Surprise that Kevin, our notorious wine shark, stepped out. He said he had a competing product, basically. Which absolutely makes sense. I got to give him credit. Like, it is cool that they are thoughtful enough, strategic enough to realize that like just bringing a canned sparkling wine to market is not going to get any traction. Mm -hmm. The shelves are way too saturated and the brand investment to like make it take off is way too high. And so, you know, we talk all the time, Ariel, about how the way to like solve that problem is verticalization. Mm -hmm. Say, oh, well, I'm very good for this use case. And they totally did that. Yeah. I'm almost wondering if they went too far on it, though. It's like, just for pizza. Yeah. And you're like, ah, like I don't need pizza that themselves. much, you know? Yeah, it's almost like they had so much differentiation, but they almost didn't know how to guide that into a very, yeah. like, focused, consistent kind of... And if I buy a six-pack of this stuff when I get a pizza and I only drink two of them, what am I going to do with the other four? Do I save them until I get a pizza again? What do I do with the extras? Can I drink them without a pizza? Everybody wants to know. Ooh, any last slice of advice for pie wine? I mean, I would try and look for large partnerships that could get them some distribution and I would focus regionally otherwise and just try and get real product market fit. The key here is going to be product market fit and word of mouth. Yeah. That's going to be the key. I think for me, it's redoing the packaging a little bit more. So it's a little bit more clear in the upfront what the actual uh, product is, because I totally thought this was like a rock star or like a Red Bull. It looked like Rockstar Energy Drink. (laughs) Yeah. Truckers all over the country accidentally are purchasing it at rest stops and are now driving drunk, you know? I didn't even think about that, like the risk of like (laughs) potentially misassociating it with an energy drink. Yeah. Today's episode was written and produced by the mythical Matthew Brown. Additional support comes from Melanie Romero and editing from Robert Hartwig. If you're a fan of the show, meh, even if you're not a fan of the show, tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best way to support the show. That does it for me. We'll see you next episode here in the tank for another bite.